Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Osmo.com NHL DFS strategy show. We've got a big 10-gamer to discuss. I'm Jake Hari, and I am joined by Michael Clifford, Slim Cliffy. What's up, Cliffy? I feel like I haven't talked to you, actually, in quite a few days. So how have things been going for you? It has been a little while. Um, doing a little bit better. Uh, February was kind of a rough stretch of DFS. We started to turn the ship around a little bit. Uh, in March, or at least slow the bleeding down a little bit. We applied a little tourniquet uh, onto that gaping wound. So uh, things are getting a little bit better. Um, Just a wild, wild slate last night. Um, Thought we saw all the fireworks we were going to see in the Rangers game. And then, of course, McDavid and Dreisaitl showed up late. That was just an unbelievable night of hockey. Yeah, lots of scoring. I couldn't complain about the amount of goals that were going in, although I wish they were different players. Um, so that, that second period for the Rangers, they had, what was it? Six goals in that seven, period? Six, seven, okay. Seven goals in a period. I don't know that I've seen that, uh, since I kind of started paying attention to NHL. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was over pretty quick. That was one of the first games that locked. So, um, I, I didn't, it wasn't a close the laptop night at seven or eight Eastern or anything, but I knew I, I only had a couple stabs at it. So nothing really uh came together but did end up cashing a bunch of lineups so um you know not a bad night overall for uh not having a lot of rangers so i don't know i mean what are your thoughts on uh tonight's slate here just initial thoughts 10 games i really like this slate because 
I think there's one problem area and we'll get to that in a little bit, but I think there are a lot of good spots that are going to go under owned, at least by our early ownership runs. Um, and you know, when you have good spots, particularly at home, like getting good spots at home is really hard. It's really hard to get low ownership at home, almost regardless of the size of the slate. And I think there are a couple spots here tonight where we're going to see some light ownership on home teams in good spots. And we'll get to those. And I love nights like that because I think it, it just allows a little bit more. For, you almost feel better about your lineups too. Like it really sucks when you're yeah. stacking four or five um, filler lines and they're all on the road. Like when you're relying on somebody like Arizona two on the road and it's a late game, like you never have a good feeling about that. So it's nice to actually be able to stack some good lines at home at reasonable ownership. Yeah. I love playing these home lines at low ownership. Uh, we've got a couple expensive ones tonight. We got a couple Good value lines. Uh, everything is updated right now. Just updated projections. Got Ryan Miller in there. It looks like he was pretty much confirmed. And uh, we've got a bunch of news that uh, we'll be discussing throughout the day. Right now, I should say, if we're at 10 games. We could go down to nine or eight or seven. or We could not even have a slate with how the last uh, 375 days or so have gone. Uh, so just... You know, just be ready to adjust on the fly. I'm seeing one goalie with a ton of ownership right now. Um, NHL rankings are free today. If you guys want to check those out, follow along. If you want to see what's behind the paywall. But uh, before we get into the games, I want to talk about our pretty new sponsor, Jock Market. They've turned daily fantasy sports into a stock exchange. Jock Market allows you to buy and sell uh, shares of players in real time with real money and guaranteed payouts for all shares at the end of the night. Um, they've got daily markets in NBA, NHL, PGA, and you can make real money every hour, minute, second of every match or game. Um, let's see if you download the app right now and you use our exclusive Osmo promo code, it is Osmo 20 now for, I'm sorry, the promo code is Osmo 20, not Osmo 20 now, Osmo 20 for a $20, uh, bonus on your first deposit. Again, this is an exclusive Osmo uh, community offer, so make sure you take advantage of this today. And then we've got a little bit more for you uh, today as well. Jock Market's giving away 100 bucks on tonight's Jock Market show at 7 p.m. Eastern, so that's right after uh, NHL and NBA lock, uh, and that's right after our Live Before Lock show. So if you tune in, you can find out how to win there. 100 bucks. Um, it's a free giveaway. And uh, in order to be eligible, all you have to do is you've had, you have to have made a deposit on Jock Market before. So whether it's $5, $10, $15, doesn't matter. If you deposited, you'll be eligible. So go make that deposit now if you haven't. And uh, tune in to find out how you can win. That's coming on right after our three hours of NBA coverage that starts right after this show. Boston, Buffalo. This was the one game that was in question couple positive, a positive COVID test on both sides. We haven't had too many COVID issues recently, uh, but a couple popped up this morning. I don't know if it was a player or coaches or what's happening, but right now this game looks to be on. Uh, Bruins have a 3.2 implied total, 2.2 for the Sabres. Could be Halak, could be, uh, I saw Rask was probable on some sites. I don't know how accurate that is. Uh, could be Jonas Johansson. It could be Carter Hutton. For the Sabres, neither of these teams skated this morning. They both had to cancel. So what are you doing with this game in terms of, like, who do you want to play, assuming it goes? And then uh, are you going to play it regardless? Because I guess there's a decent chance that it does get canceled if some of these tests come back positive. Yeah, the thing that that's 
kind of keeping me from getting into this game is that we have six games starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, right? And we have Philadelphia coming off a back-to-back. We've had the Hurricanes um, pop up with injuries before. Um, There's going to be some late swaps to make outside of Boston and Buffalo if something should should crop up in that game. So, like, if, if you're using Boston and Buffalo, you have to be ready to put in a fair amount of work at about 630 mm-hmm. Eastern, I think, um, because there are going to be some line changes elsewhere. And if there are, if that game is just wiped off the slate, um, there's going to be even more swaps there. So the one thing I would say is that if you're going to stack Boston, it's, there are other spots you can swap to um, if that game gets canceled, you know, close to lock or something like that. Right. Like, the Colorado one line is $1,200 cheaper here tonight. Um, you can swap down to them and then maybe upgrade uh, uh, your one-off or your goalie or something like that. Um, you know, uh, there's Pittsburgh one who is, you know, they're $2,500 cheaper. But again, you can you upgrade your $3,000 defenseman to a mid-5K defenseman. Um, there are ways uh, to stack Boston here tonight where if that game is wiped off the slate, um, you don't have to, you know, completely scramble and, you know, rearrange your entire lineup. So that would be the argument for using Boston here tonight. I think I'm going to do exactly what I did a couple nights ago, and that's have maybe one or two shares of them here because this is a great spot. And I think people will be kind of scared away um, by all the COVID uh, announcements. You know, one thing people don't like to do um, is give themselves work to do 30 minutes before uh, warm before the game starts. So I'm going to have one Boston one, you know, one or two. Uh, and then if something fishy happens and I'll just switch right over to Colorado one. So that's kind of my approach for them here tonight. Um, I'm just completely out on Buffalo. I don't think there's any real reason to go after them on a 10 game slate here tonight, especially where we have those concerns going into the game. Cool. All right, real quick, let me just clean something up about jock market. Uh, I said the deposit can be anything. It's got to be $20, I'm being told. So uh, if you use the Osmo 20 promo code uh, when you sign up for your first deposit and uh, you do it for $20, then you'll be eligible. So the minimum deposit has to be $20 to be eligible for the $100 giveaway that they're doing tonight. Okay, back to the Boston game. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have some Boston one, at least to start with. I don't think this is a spot that I want to get off of, especially against the train wreck. That is the Buffalo Sabres. I don't think they're going to be very high owned. You might see some people um, scared off because, um, you know, because of the potential COVID issues and that's fine. But for me, it's going to be pretty easy and there's kind of two ways to do it. If you've got a way in Excel uh, or like you're doing your own projections, you can just X out this game and probably your lineups will air out if you bring them into Excel or uh, you could make a crunch with, including these players or not including these players. So if you just, you can name crunches in fantasy cruncher, which is a nice feature. If you want to do that, have one ready to go. If you're worried about the game five minutes before, take all your players out, get your other crunch. Um, and that's how I would treat it. Uh, and maybe just avoid one-offs if you're worried about it. You would hate to have like a really sick lineup, um, especially if you're not going to be around lock and you've got a McAvoy one-off and this game gets called 10 minutes before. Um, so Maybe just avoid that kind of stuff. But for me, if it starts, if it looks like it's going to go two or three minutes before, then I'm just playing this as normal. And I want some Boston one. I don't think they're going to be my highest own stack tonight, but, uh, you know, in the top five or six, I think they're really expensive. Um, 
but the spot is really good against a uh, banged up. Did you see the Taylor Hall injury, by the way? Banged yeah, up. Saver's team, he's got no though. teeth. Yeah. Uh, did, and he came back into the game. So there you go. Uh, everyone on Buffalo appears to be cursed right now. Um, but Boston one is really the only spot I'm concerned about in this game. If you wanted to go to a cheap Taylor Hall at 4,900, wouldn't really have an issue there, but none of these lines I think are worth stacking against a really solid Boston team here. Uh, anything else here? No, that's it for me from this one. All right, cool. Let's go to the Flyers and the Islanders 2.5 implied total for the Flyers three for the Islanders. We don't have, Goalie confirmation on either side. Uh, This is another 7 Eastern game, though. So you'll know Flyers coming off an absolute beating by the Rangers last night. The aforementioned seven goals, second period they gave up. They swapped their lines around a little. Are you expecting to see the lines that they started with the last couple games, Cliffy? Or you expect to see new ones? And then if you saw a certain line, like, is there something you want to see at pregame skate from this Flyers team? And do you like the spot anyways with the 2.5 implied total going into the Islanders on a back-to-back? Yeah, I'm just out on Philly altogether here tonight. Um, one, uh, the Islanders are just flat out one of the best defensive teams uh, in the league. And the other is um, they just don't take any penalties, right? Uh, the Islanders, third fewest time shorthanded uh, per game this year. Um and the Flyers, some of their players in particular, like JVR, uh, really live on the power play. So um, that's kind of taking uh, Philly out of the running for me, especially um, what the Islanders have been doing with their matchups lately, right? Like they've been using Anthony Beauvillier's line kind of like a, a shutdown line. So I imagine they'll go up against Couturier. So that mm-hmm. takes both those lines out of play for me. But then that puts Matt Barzal up against uh, Kevin Hayes and Travis Konechny. And that's just a bad matchup for that Hayes in uh, connecting lines. So then that leaves Drew and Voracek to go up against Wallstrom and Pajot. And that's not even really a good matchup either. Yeah. So like I, when I look up and down this Philly roster, like I expect a, a, a hopefully a better out, uh, uh, effort than their nine, nothing drubbing last night. So uh, maybe there'd be some goals here, but I don't even like the lineup combinations that they finished with. Like, I don't think Nolan Patrick has looked very good this year. And I, I don't, I don't want to blame him for anything. I mean, he's had serious uh, migraine issues. It kept him out of hockey for a year. Like that it would take him some time to really get up to speed. Isn't his fault. It's just, you know, the reality of playing DFS here tonight. Would I, do I want to play him with connecting and Hayes? No. Do I want to target against that line? Yeah, I do. Because connecting not good defensively. Hayes is fine. Patrick's not. I think, that line can be had. So that's putting me on the Islanders top line here tonight. Everly, Barzal, and Kiefer Bellows. They are uh, fairly reasonably priced as well. Bellows, like, I want to compare him to Eric Halla, kind of. Like, he's a guy who's fairly one-dimensional, but his one dimension is shooting. Uh, in, in DFS, that's a good thing. Now, where I disagree... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Hala was the composition um, of of Hall's line this one I don't see a problem because Matt Barzal is a wonderful playmaker and he can score and Jordan Everly can do both as well so I'm in on the Islanders 
top line here tonight, uh, putting in uh, some Ryan Pulak uh, here and there with them. I do like one-offing Oliver Wallstrom. He's starting to see more minutes. Like he was stuck at 11, 12 minutes when we were playing him a lot, like a month ago. Um, lately, he's been up to, you know, 14, 15 minutes the last couple of games. So I do like Wallstrom as a one-off, especially where he's moved up to the power play unit. Um, so Wallstrom, one-off for me from the Islanders, mostly stacking Islanders one. Yep, it is an Islanders one game for me. And you read my mind about what I was going to ask you. I don't think we've had an Islanders one slate uh, since Anders Lee got hurt, at least not me and you on the show. So I was going to ask you about a comparison. So uh, now I've got a better idea. I mean, 3,700, I'd pay 3,700 for Eric Halla playing with Barzell and Everly. So, uh, and he's power play one too, right? Bellows? Yeah, he is. Okay. Yeah. So the other, I mean, it's essentially the same, I mean, close, you're getting a, a Islanders one light with no honors Lee, but much cheaper and in a good matchup, not getting the shutdown uh, line of the Couturier line uh, on the other side. So I'm in on some Isles one, looks like they're going to have double digit ownership, but I think well worth it tonight. Uh, no one is going to be, particularly crazy high owned, maybe McDavid and Nugent Hopkins, but um, not too worried about like total ownership on one stack. I mean, if you're stacking two really chalky lines together, then you might end up getting duplicated some, but uh, I don't think I have a problem with the Islanders one lineups I'm rolling out. And then I, I've, uh, I've come off of my Pulak hate a little bit in the last couple of weeks. He's looked a little bit better, 4,900 down in a price range that I'm more comfortable playing him, especially in an Islanders one stack. So I don't have much on the flyer side either. Uh, I think we're on the same page there. So let's get to the Blue Jackets and Hurricanes. 2.4 implied total for the Jackets, 3.2 for the Canes. Corpusalo and Nedeljkovic are your goalies. Um, looks like the same lineup. Oh, we're having an issue with the lineup builder with two Sebastian Ajos, by the way, speaking of the Islanders. Um, so we'll, we'll try to get that figured out. There's a couple of naming issues, but you can always put in a placeholder export and then make the swaps out um, once you, uh, once you have your lineups on BK or FanDuel, but uh, Ajo with Netches meter rider. We've seen that for a couple of games, uh, stall, Spechnikov, Jesper Fost, uh, Hurricanes with the over three total. Do you have any interest on the Blue Jackets before? Like, should we just get them out of the way? Yeah, we should just get them out of the way. Um, I want to have interest in the Blue Jackets. I just can't. Like, I just can't trust Tortorella. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I like if somebody wants to, want, especially where uh, they have some lineup changes coming tonight, right? Yeah. Like, uh, Stenland is out, Teshier is out, Bemstrom is out, and Bemstrom was on one of the power play units. So. Um, we don't even know what the lines are like. We have a pretty good idea what the top six is going to be for, for Columbus, but we don't know what the bottom six is going to be. And we don't know what the power play lines are going to be. So uh, kind of a little bit of a mess uh, from the blue jacket side. If I was going to stack from Columbus, um, it would probably be Rosovic and, and Atkinson. I just think like Pat, Patrick line, his shot rate has just completely flatlined since getting to Columbus. He was a guy that was good for, you know, around three shots per game when he was in Winnipeg. I think he's down around 2.2 in Columbus. And a guy that lives or dies on percentages can't afford um, to see his shot rate disappear. So I think you're seeing that reflected in his price. That's why he's down under 6K on DraftKings. But um, there's he's just not looking like himself. And if he's not scoring, he's a complete liability defensively. Um, I Like he's one of those guys that can completely nuke a line's defensive ability um, so I'm going to go in on the Jordan Stahl-Svechnikov line. 
Um, they should see that matchup a fair bit. They're getting a ton of minutes last game, both Stahl and Svech over 20 minutes. Uh, Jesper Fast, I believe, was up to 18. Um, and he's been regularly playing 15 plus. Like he's been playing more minutes than Niederreiter, even though Niederreiter's technically on the quote unquote top line. Um, so I really like the Stahl Svech uh, fast line. Um, Svech is fun. like Svech is one of my favorite one-offs here tonight as well. Like we pick on the Columbus Blue Jackets, but I do, I should mention that since Zach Wierenski's been back, they have been better defensively, right? Like they were like a bottom seven, eight team defensively for the first six weeks of the season. Uh, in the few weeks since Wierenski's been back, they're at least middle of the pack. Like they're not anywhere as close to last year, but they're at least <laughs> respectable. They're not a punching bag. Uh, so I will have uh, a little bit of Stahl Svechnikov, just not a whole lot. Um, mixing in uh, some, I'm mixing in some cheaper defensemen with them. I'm not necessarily going for the power play correlation here. Like Columbus just doesn't take very many penalties. Um, so I'm not expecting a lot of power plays from uh, Carolina here tonight. So I'm actually trying to go like, just dump all the way down to somebody like Brady Shea or Jake Bean uh, in my Svechnikov install stacks. Um, and like I said, nothing for Columbus for me. Yeah, not not a whole lot from Columbus for me, um, especially because we don't know their line. So even if they come up for me a little bit, I might just end up Xing them out. I don't really want to scramble, break up all my lineups uh, at 630 Eastern just because Columbus has some new line in, in not a good spot. So uh, I'm pretty much out on them. And then I agree with you on the stall, Svechnikov, Jesper Foss line. That was the one I was getting to the most. That's one of my favorite fillers tonight. Um, I don't have Ajo's price in front of me. Uh, but Niederreiter, Netches, their prices have come up a little bit since they started playing with Ajo instead of Trocek. Uh, but I don't have any problem going to that top line either, uh, just focusing a little bit more on Stahl, Svechnikov, and Faust. Dougie Hamilton, 7,200. I've got one other guy that I think is a little bit better than him, but he's he's up there as one of the top plays. He's one of the top-priced guys on the entire slate tonight, especially for defensemen. Uh, and getting a bunch of ownership. So I'd be glad to get to a bunch of Dougie, but I think uh, – I don't know if I'll get to over 20%, which is what we have the field projected at right now. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned Brady Shea, right, 2,900? Yeah. Yeah, I like him. And then Pesci, I'm also getting to a little bit of him at 4,100. So mostly just Canes here. Uh, not the usual three lines. They're a little bit banged up with no Trocheck, but – uh, definitely two playable lines here. Uh, some Carolina two, hoping for some Carolina two night. Do you have any interest in Wierenski or Jones as one-off guys at all? Like, I don't have a problem using them based on their history. It's based on this season. I think they're just priced appropriately. So, like, I I, I don't have a strong feeling one way or another, let's say. Nice. I think Jake D, uh, our graph, one of our graphics guys, uh, just joined Team Awesomeo on the YouTube channel. I think that's him. Um, so congrats. Welcome to Team Awesomeo. Looks like you got a uh, YouTube premium membership, you guys. If you want to uh, get access to these cool badges and uh, make your name stick out in chat a little bit, and click the uh, join button uh, right below Cliffy on my screen that I'm looking at. So if you guys are interested in getting some cool Awesomeo badges, there you go. That's how you do it. It's a pretty small fee to pay if you like to watch all of our stuff and uh, you look cooler than cooler than the rest of the chatter so there you go let's go to okay this is going to be a good one the Blackhawks and the Lightning 2.5 implied total for the Hawks 3.5 for the Lightning Lankinen and Vasilevsky Vasilevsky is confirmed 
liking it is not yet confirmed, but it's probably going to be him. And uh, I feel like we've only talked about the home teams so far. And this is going to be another one where we pretty much only talk about the home teams. Uh, unless you've got something on the Blackhawks side that you like. I'm assuming it's just all Tampa, right? Yeah, I will say I I will never argue with one-offing Dominic Kubelik uh, from Chicago. I think he makes a one-off basically every time he's on the slate. He's a little bit expensive at 5K, but he's just one of those guys that always just gets forgotten about, right? Because he's not on the top mm-hmm. power play unit with the Brinkett and Kane, but he's still, um, you know, just a great, great goal scorer. So I will say I do have some interest in Kubelik as a one-off, but I am off Chicago mostly here tonight. I am on Tampa Bay. I wrote up Yanni Gord um, for our Power Plays article this morning um, at Osmo.com. That line um, has just been fantastic this year. I think um, they're over 60% expected goal share, which is just, you know, great. And the thing is, the Sorelli point plot combo is even better than that. They're up somewhere around 65 or 66%. So uh, Tampa is is absolutely rolling right now. And Chicago is kind of going in the other direction. Remember, like Chicago actually had a pretty good stretch there. Like there was a stretch where they finished up uh, 12, seven and four by the end uh, of February. But as I was mentioning to Jake uh, before the show, from the middle of February to the end of February, they had one game against Carolina and the rest were Detroit or Columbus. So like there were a lot of games in there um, where Chicago would have a chance to shine because they're beating up on the worst teams in their division. They don't get that here tonight. They get the best team possibly in hockey. Um, so I'm pretty much out on Chicago. I'm in on the Tampa Bay top line point, Palat, Sorelli. Um, I just think, like, I think our ownership, like our ownership is lower on those three uh, than Kalorin and Stamkos. That's kind of what's dictating uh, my direction here. I don't have a super strong feeling on Tampa one or Tampa two, whichever you want to stack. Um, I think they're both fine. They're both in play. I don't think the matchups here really matter a whole lot. Um, I will say that I'm just going more on Tampa one because I think the ownership is going to be a little bit lighter on them than it will be um, on Kalorn and Stamco. So that's where I'm going. I'm throwing in Hedman uh, with them where I can. One thing that I'm doing to try to get a big bit different um, if you don't want to straight up like power play, like if you don't want to do like a point plot Stamkos or you don't want to power play stack with Hedman or something like that, uh, is just going to Mikhail Sergachev. Like I think he he makes I think he makes a nice one off defenseman here tonight. Um, he like he'll carry lower ownership uh, than Hedman, and he's been playing a lot more minutes lately. And he's really like he's up to like what nineteen points in twenty eight games or something like that this year. Um, over 23 minutes his last two games. It's a great matchup. I think Sergachev makes a lot of sense uh, in your non-Tampa PP stacks here tonight. So I'm I'm, main, I'm mainly going to be using Hedman with my Tampa stacks, but I'm going to make sure to sneak in one or two Sergachevs. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to mix in both of these uh, Tampa, uh, both lines in the top six. Um, I'm, I'm more on the point Palat and Sorelli line as well. So I'm right there with you. If you want to go to Stamkos, Kalorn, or I think you can do it. I don't like doing this that much, but uh, a full five-man power play stack, um, just because it's hard for all five of those guys to have ceiling performances and like outscore a bunch of other guys on a 10-game slate. I usually like doing that on smaller slates, but I think you can make a case for it here. Um, yeah, it's it's this is like the spot for me. I just wish there was one line instead of two lines that – we could go all in on 
uh, or even three lines. Like I've got no problem with Johnson, Goudreau and Blake Coleman liked it better when Yanni Yord was there and not Tyler Johnson, but their numbers have started to look at least okay. And they're going to go up against the Chicago depth, which is uh, not great to say the least. And they're dirt cheap. So Tampa three, one of my favorite third lines, um, but yeah, it's mostly about Tampa power play and or Tampa one point a lot and Sorelli. So this one feels like it's pretty straightforward for me. Another, another one where I'm slamming the home team in MME. I think Tampa one is a priority play for me tonight in, uh, the smaller field stuff as well. Anything else you want to offer here? Uh, no, that's about, that's about it. Uh, one thing I will say is that Calvin DeHaan was a guy that we typically used as a punt defenseman. Um, but his minutes have really fallen off lately, like down to 17, 18, while Connor Murphy's price has come down from the mid fours to the high threes. So I think Connor Murphy, if you're looking for a cheap Chicago defenseman would be the guy to use over to Han. All right. And is Murphy still dirt cheap over on uh FanDuel? I actually, I don't really, I always notice I get to him. Yeah. He's 3,500 on FanDuel, which is mid salary for defenseman. So don't mind a little Connor Murphy over there as well. Nashville, Florida, 2.6 implied total for the Preds, 3.7 for the Panthers. No goalie confirmation on the, the uh, Predators side. Bobrovsky for the Panthers. He's gotten a handful of starts in a row. Anthony Duclair's season is canceled. He's $4,400 on the fourth line. He got benched last game. I, I guess he made a kind of a bonehead play. Uh, and I guess he's already on thin ice with Quenville. Whatever. It's going to be Mason Marchment up on the top line with Barkoff and Carter Verhage. The power play correlation is not... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Distant on that line, Barkoff on the top unit, Marchman on the second, and then Verhage off entirely, it appears. And then you've – it's the same thing with Florida, right? Like – you just play Barkov and you play two of the top four wing, uh, wingers, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I was actually I, – I wrote Barkov up for my Power Plays article this morning at awesome.com, and I never write up expensive players. I usually try to dig a big deeper, but I was like, how do you not play Alexander Barkov on this slate? Um, the big match is that he's going to be going into the top line for Nashville, and the top line for Nashville with Ely Tolvin in there um, has not been the same defensively as they have without him. Um, so I do like that matchup for Florida one. So I'm doing the same thing pretty much that I always do with Florida. I'm mixing in Barkov with both his five on five line mates and his power play line mates. So I'm going to have like Barkov or Hagee, Huberto, 
Yandel, Barkoff, Verhage, Hornfist, Ekblad, mm-hmm. those types of stacks. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense uh, for here or for this uh, matchup um, in particular. The one thing that kind of concerns me is that neither team takes a lot of penalties and neither team really draws a lot of penalties. So, like, we definitely want to take advantage um, of the Florida power play. I just worry about the number of, of power plays they actually get. But, like, Nashville still without Ryan Ellis, I think, is a massive, massive loss for them. Like, I think he's far and away their best penalty killer, at least their best penalty killer. Um, on the blue line so I think that makes for an even better matchup uh, for that Florida power play so yeah I'm back in um, on Florida one uh, Florida two like I th- I think I don't want to say I'm gonna stack Alex Wenberg um, what? I'm kind of interested in Florida two here tonight right. just just from a matchup perspective um, Wenberg Hornfist and Huberto they really should get uh, like all the depth from Nashville here tonight uh, and once you get down to the Rocco Grimaldi's and the Nick Cousins and the Jeremy Davies and the Matt Bennings, like there just really isn't a lot there to stop them. So I actually don't even mind, like if you want to do Florida two plus Barkoff, like I don't even mind something like that. So I think there are a lot of ways you can go here with Florida. I just think whatever you do with the Panthers, just obviously make sure uh, you put Barkoff in your lineups. Um, I think he's one of my favorite plays on the slate tonight. Yeah, he's arguably my favorite play. Uh, I mean, not an Edmonton one play, I guess. So uh, you always got to have that qualifier. But Florida right now, Florida one is my second highest owned stack behind Edmonton. Um, I love the chalk, as you guys know. But it looks like um, it looks like Marchment and Carter Hagee are not going to carry that much ownership. So I think the full stack actually might be closer to like four or five percent ownership because of the lack of power play correlation, as Mr. Goodman points out, my uh, my disdain when I talk about lack of power play correlation, it's true. Everybody knows it. Uh, man, chat is on fire right now. Real quick, want to read uh, a note from MT. He says, you guys have great pairings this season on the show. Everyone vibes well together. Really like the Terry McBride days. So do we. Yeah, I think it's been a successful season. So thanks for coming by and watching pretty much every single day uh, besides Sundays because the contest stinks. So if they get better contests, we can have shows on Sunday going forward. I'm sure back to the game. Um, Wenberg three shots on goal last game, multi-point outing two blocks. I mean, you're chasing the Wenberg game. It looks like, but uh, I actually don't think that's, that's a bad call. So just joking there. 3,500 for Wenberg. If you want to include him with Hornquist and uh, and Huberto, if those guys go off, it's, it's a good chance he at least gets you an assist or two um, like he did last game. So wouldn't expect him to be scoring goals or really putting shots on net. But uh, if he can contribute with a, a shot, a block, and, and an assist, he might be able to help you out in a winning lineup if uh, the other guys do their thing. On the Nashville side, not a lot of interest in much of anything. Barkov for Hagee duo. Uh, with whoever has been their their third guy has just been so strong at five on five that I'm not really looking to Johansson or Forsberg or Tolvin. And um, they look like okay values, but that's really all I can say. I think the matchup for them is not very good at all. And then I'm pretty much just out on the predators altogether. Are you looking to play? Did you mention any predator stacks that you want? Yeah, I was interested in the top line as a filler, but their ownership is kind of high. 
like you know like i thought i would be able to get them at like you know two to three percent they're probably going to be like triple that um well not maybe not triple at least double um like i like i said i was hoping to get two three percent if they come in at like you know seven eight nine percent i might just cut down and come in at the field instead of way over yeah um I, i'm not gonna get to seven or eight percent on nashville one it feels like our ownership projections are always pretty high on nashville um and they have been cheap and obviously we use historical data um but yeah i i do wonder if they get to that high i, I think there's a chance that they do so i'm out if nashville one is going to be any sort of chalky filler same thing with nashville two um Give me the Panthers here. Give me Barkoff and whoever else you want to pair him with. Uh, Ekblad, Forsling, Yandel. Uh, apparently, Forsling wasn't expensive enough after his ceiling performance the other night. This guy just continues to uh, to ball out. 3600 It's not a bad price for him, but a little bit different situation than when he was 2500 uh, as I said last time, and then he buried me for like 30 DK points. Um, anything else here? Are we good? No, that's it for me. Uh, actually, sorry. I should say I like Rene. I like Rene quite a bit in net tonight for his price. He's seventy two hundred DK, sixty nine hundred Fanduel. So, don't mind that against a high shot volume team. All right. Before we get to the second half of our games, just want to talk about the March Madness package and shows that we've got going on. Uh, so March Madness starts tomorrow, and we've got you covered at Osmo.com for the DFS side of things as well as betting. We've had a, a couple shows so far breaking down the uh, basics of betting, uh, DFS, and uh, everything else you could imagine for March Madness. So go check out the YouTube channel that you're already on if you want to watch those uh, later tonight as you're preparing for your brackets. We'll also be running college basketball live before locks every Monday, uh, Monday morning uh, through Friday. I'm sorry, every Friday through Monday. Wow, easy for me to say. Friday through Monday. Starting tomorrow, you'll get four straight days of Live Before Locks at 11 a.m. Eastern, and they'll break down everything else that you need to know. They'll talk some betting. They'll talk some DFS. They'll talk about the projections on the site. And if you want access to projections on the site and premium Slack for just $29.99, it includes everything, everything, uh, all college basketball games through the rest of the season, you can go to osmo.com slash join and sign up for our March Madness. We call it the yearly package but it's really for just this year. So uh, go check out the March Madness package if you're interested in getting in on the DFS side of things. I actually had a really good year in March Madness. I think that was two years ago, just using the projections on the site, knowing nothing about college basketball or really uh, any sort of basketball DFS. And so uh, myself, I remember Homer Cleese had a big night as well. Uh, A lot of people aren't going to have access to projections. So be one of the ones that does, and you might have some success. Let's go to Pittsburgh, New Jersey. We've got a 3.2 implied total for the Penguins, 2.4 for the Devils. Jari, Blackwood, take this one wherever you'd like. More home teams here? Uh, I actually do have a little bit of interest in New Jersey here. Um, the reason for that is that with Malkin out, there really isn't a lot of depth, um, especially, you know, Bluger's out too, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Like, they have Mark Jankowski as the third line center right now, and Evan Rodriguez as second line center. And I think both those guys were put on waivers at some point in their careers. So, like, there really isn't a lot of depth uh, to speak about in Pittsburgh. Not like New Jersey has a ton either, but I'll take the home team uh, over the road team uh, in this situation. So, I actually do like the two man of Hughes and Bratt here. 
um, playing the power play together. Um, they are somewhat cheap. So, you know, if you want to put them in with your Colorados or your Edmontons or something like that, you can actually fit them in. So uh, they are playing with Nathan Bastion. At least that's what it was at, at, mm. at uh, morning skate today. Like I'd have no problem leaving Bastion off because I don't think that that's a line combination that will like, I don't feel confident it'll stick all game. So if you want to just go Brad and Hughes, I'm fine with that. Um I'm probably out on like I don't, it's tough to say I'm out on Pittsburgh because it feels like one of those games where Crosby's going to play like 23 minutes or something like that and he's just going to carry the team on his back and obviously he's capable of doing that. I just have concerns about the power play, right? Because we've talked about the power play a lot this year. Started off pretty poorly. Uh, they've been middle of the road, you know, over the last three or four weeks or something like that. But with Malkin out now, like, how does that affect the power play? Um, I think there are just a lot of concerns for this Pittsburgh side here, you know, to not play them um, at 22,400 with double-digit uh, ownership percentage on the road on a 10-game slate. Like, it's just one of those, like, it's one of those situations where if this were six games, um, I might have, like, 20 or 25% of them. Where we're here at 10 games, and I think there are better spots at home with lower ownership, um, I'm pretty much out on Pittsburgh in on the Hughes line. Yeah, we just got ownership updated about 20-ish minutes ago, and I'm surprised at how high on Pit one is. Um, so different situations here, but if you wanted to go to Boston one, they're getting essentially no ownership in our projections. Now, they'll get something because they always do, because everybody loves Boston one, including myself. But um, maybe you don't see Pit one quite at 10% tonight, but – yeah, it looks like they're going to garner at least some ownership. And I thought they would just be unowned. Um, th- that's really the only thing I'm interested in in this game in terms of like a core play, but at 10 plus percent, like I, I was picturing them being more at like four to six percent. So it doesn't seem like a lot going up to 10, but it is a lot when you're comparing these lines to each other and these lineups and you're not really getting a discount on pit one either. So um, I'm fine with them but I don't think I'm going to get to the field on them in MME. And then we were showing some popularity for uh, Devils 1, but it looks like that's come down a little bit. I like Zaka and Paul Mary as a two-man a little bit, both guys' top power play. Uh, they were at like 7 or 8%. Now they're down to 2 and 3%. So That might be because of Zaka's injury, though. He, he may not be playing tonight. Oh, I didn't see that part. Uh, yeah, he's a game-time decision tonight. Okay, well – Oh, this is a seven Eastern game. Okay, we'll we'll at least know this. So just keep an eye out for the lines. Um, Zajac mine probably sees the most time against Crosby, Gensel, Rust. Uh, I don't know if that does anything for you, but yeah, it's kind of an ugly game for me, especially now that I'm learning about the Zaka injury. So uh, pit one, I, I guess I'm somewhat in on them, but at that ownership, it's going to be tough for me to get to the field, and then the devils are a little bit of a mess if Zaka's not going to play in my opinion. So probably not having too much exposure to this game uh, all around anyone on the blue line. We need to talk about, you know, we got to talk about Cody CC. I was going to say Severson, but go ahead on CC. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying he leads uh, Pittsburgh in blocks for 60 minutes and he's regularly playing 20, 21 minutes now. So uh, maybe the Devils aren't really a huge shot volume team, but um, I think if I'm punting from Pittsburgh, I'm going back to Cody Cece. 
we need to get a little blurb below you uh, and just say Cody CC Tout. And then I can have like Alex Wenberg Tout or some other terrible player that I like to play. But 3,100, you make a, you made a good point on him. He's produced pretty well. So uh, I can't bash the play too much, especially against the Devils. Maybe he uh, runs into an assist uh, at 3,100, blocks a couple shots. Maybe he gets the bonus. You can see him having a good game for that price. All right, let's go to Dallas and Detroit. uh, 3.1 implied total for the Stars, 2.3 for the Wings. Is it Odinger or Odinger? I think it's Odinger. Odinger? All right, there you go. Third time's a charm. Uh, I will continue to pronounce that wrong. Bernier for the Wings, potentially. Um, Detroit won, not getting much ownership at all. Larkin and Mantha. They've produced they produced points together uh, recently. Um, are you taking some stabs at them at home against uh, the defending uh, Stanley Cup runner-ups? Uh, I absolutely am, and I don't feel good about that because I can't believe I'm actually saying I'm looking forward to playing Detroit Red Wings, but I'm actually looking forward to playing Detroit. You're Red looking Wings. forward to it. Okay. Yeah, I am. All right, so you feel um, pretty good about them. Yeah. Well. The reason I feel good about it is because they've actually put three good players on a line together for the first time this season. Best to help, yeah. (laughs) Come on. Like, since Tyler – like, I even think – like, when Tyler Bertuzzi was healthy, they they still had Anthony Mantha down on the second line. So, like, this is honestly the first time they've had three good players on a line all year. Um, And it kind of shows with Fabry and Larkin and Mantha posting a 53.6% Expected goals share, 2.3. Expect, expected goals for per 64.3. Actual goals for. They are producing and they are playing well. Um, the thing that's kind of worrying me here is that they've been using the depth from Detroit against opposing top lines. And that actually works against Detroit here because you don't want Larkin going down against a, against the FAXA matchup, right? Yeah. Uh, we talk about that FAXA matchup when Dallas is at home all the time. Uh, if Detroit isn't careful with their line matching tonight, uh, Blas Hill may line match himself right into Radifaxa. So um, that's one concern I have, but it's not a big enough concern for me to get completely off Detroit, especially, as you said, um, at their low ownership. And the fact is, like, Dallas has been taking fewer penalties, but they're still amongst the top 10 uh, in time shorthanded per game this year. Uh, Detroit still has Larkin and Manta split up on the power play for some reason, but you can do a nice three-man Fabry, Mantha, Christian Juice stack for pretty cheap, like around 13K. Um, And you get two guys off the top line. You get three guys off the second power play unit. um, And they're a good filler stack for your Edmontons and your Colorados and stuff like that. So if you don't want to play Larkin uh, because of the power play correlation, you can just do like a Mantha, Fabry, Juice if you want. Uh, But I am going to be playing that Detroit top line here tonight. They have played well. Um, Dallas not hasn't played as well lately, I don't think. Um, and like you said, with the ownership uh, coming on them super low at home, I think it makes sense. I can't believe I'm saying this. I think it makes sense to play, play Detroit tonight. I think it does too. Um, I've got about double the field right now, which isn't saying a whole lot. They're about three, two, three percent owned. So I'm at like six or seven percent uh, of Larkin and Mantha. Um, you mentioned the power play correlations. We don't really need to go over that, but I am getting to some Zadina with Larkin and uh, one of those wingers, uh, hopefully Mantha. So like Larkin, Mantha, Zadina as my three man instead of Fabry. Uh, that way you just get another guy in the top power play. And then I thought I was going to have a bunch on the stars when I just 
went through the slate and looked at it. The only thing I got to was a little bit of Dallas one. Um, are, are any of these stars lines sticking out to you at all? Like I don't even have that much interest in Dallas one at this ownership. Detroit isn't that terrible of a team defensively 3.1 total. That's not that impressive. No, like Dallas one comes in as basically like a mid-level first line for me here today by value. So like that just doesn't pop out on a 10 game slate. Like if you're the, if you're my 15th best line or 20th best line on the 10 game slate um, by value, you're just not going to get into my lineups very much. Um, And then the other thing with Dallas, we talk about time zone touting here. Uh, Dallas, this is five games in eight nights for them going across, going from the East to the central and then back to the East. So, like, they've been crossing time zones and played. This is, like I said, this is their fifth game uh, in eight nights. So, um, you know, they could be getting a little bit tired here as well. So, we'll add, uh, we need to add time zone talent to your little blurb as well as Cody Cece talent. I already put it in my Twitter bio. It's the first time I've updated my Twitter it's bio there? in like a year, and it's because it's so I can put time zone talent in there. Well, that's perfect. Then people know what they're tuning in to get. Uh, every little detail counts. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't I haven't targeted a ton of teams going into Detroit so far this season, which isn't great logic. But the totals are never as high as I feel like they should be. So um, Vegas is smarter than me. Three point one total for the Stars and getting ownership on the top line. Um, they're somewhat appealing, but it's kind of the same thing that I was talking about with Pit One. Um, it, I'm just kind of okay with whatever I get, but I'm not like trying to jam in any of these Dallas lines into my lineups. Uh, Hiskinen, 5,500 for him. Uh, you're not getting a big discount there. You're certainly not getting a discount on Klingberg either at 5,800. So they're just kind of tough for me to stack tonight in a lot of my lineups. And then you can't really go to quality defensemen with the Red Wings. I know Ronick had a big game the other night, 4,600 for him. I suppose if you want to go with some sort of Detroit power play stack, you could, but uh, you don't even get Mantha on that. So maybe you shouldn't do that. Anything else in this game? Uh, no, that's about it for me. I just want to mention Haskin and he's been playing a ton of minutes, like 25, 26, pretty much. So don't mind him as a one-off here tonight. All right. Let's go to the Minnesota wild and the Colorado abs 2.5 implied total for the wild three for the avalanche. It's Cam Talbot. It is Philip Grubauer. Uh, Colorado one night. I'll let you talk about Colorado one. Sounds like you're in on them. Yeah, I am in on Colorado one uh, here tonight. Uh, The one thing that really sticks out for me uh, in this game is just the line matching, right? Like we talk about it um, over and over and over. Um, Colorado probably should send out uh, McKinnon against the Rask, Zuccarello, Kaprizov line. And like, they're, they're a wonderful offensive line together, but they're not that great defensively. Um, probably worse than league average. Like if there's one line, I think you can attack on Minnesota. It's actually that top line of Ross Zuccarello and Kaprizov. And the fact that Colorado is going into that matchup, um, I think it's just a great spot here for them. Um, the one thing that I would say is a concern is the Minnesota penalty kill. Cause Minnesota does take a lot of penalties and Colorado does draw a lot of power plays. So, you know, it'd be nice to get, you know, four or five Colorado power plays here tonight, but Minnesota really does have a good penalty kill. So I'm not like a a lot of Colorado nights. I'll have quite a few McKinnon, Kadri, Rantanen type stacks. I don't have near as much Kadri 
um, on this slate that I would normally do. So I'm not like super heavy on Colorado power play stacking. Um, but I am, you know, because Makar is down at 5k, he should definitely be over, uh, you know, he's a $6,500 player, um, because Makar is 5k, I am using him, but I think it's, you're fine. If you really want to save on your stack to go all the way down, uh, to Bowen Byram, uh, and then you, you know, then you have your call one, uh, plus Byram at about 26 K you throw in your goalie, you're up to about 33. You still have room for a 14 or 15 K line. Like you can still put in a reasonable, uh, filler line. So that's kind of my thinking of, of using Byram uh, for Colorado. Um, honestly, from the Minnesota side, I don't really have a lot. Like Colorado has been probably the best defensive team in the league um, over the last month or so. Um, they're getting their defensemen back. Like that's the scary part here is Colorado has been elite defensively. The only problems they've had have been related to goaltending pretty much whenever Miska starts uh, and they just got Kale McCarr and Bowen Byron back so uh, you know what are they going to look like now that Jacob McDonald isn't playing 20 minutes a night you know what I mean so um, I think this is a call Colorado one night Um, like I said nothing for me from Minnesota I think this is just kind of a bad matchup for them like you want to one-off some guys like Hartman or Bukestad or whatever I like that's fine but I'm just not really targeting anything from the wild I don't mind getting to some uh, Minnesota two, but uh, that's the Hartman Greenway and Fiala trio. I've been playing them a little bit, but that's really all I've got on the Minnesota side. And, and they're more of a filler than anything. Anything on the Minnesota side is a filler tonight. Not really getting the cappers offline. And I am more than okay with that. You mentioned Colorado getting healthy. I thought I was going to get to a ton of Colorado one. And I think I'll, I'll get to more than what I have right now, which is like 5%. I want to get to closer to 10 uh, but we were, we've still yet to talk about uh, the Oilers, and so that's going to take up a lot of my lineups uh, very likely this evening. Um, if you could only have – if you had one lineup and you had to choose between Colorado 1 at 2% ownership and Edmonton 1 at 20% ownership, who would you choose? Sorry, I was just typing Co- something. Else. Colorado 1 at 2% ownership versus Edmonton 1. They're at – like let's say 17, 18%. Um, it's Colorado one. It's not even close. I, I think it, it's weird. Like I don't have a lot of them in MME, but I think if I only had one lineup, the ownership difference is enough that I would want to go to Colorado one. Cause they're essentially the same upside slate breaking upside. Um, but Minnesota does take a lot of penalties. So uh, I just want the opportunities, especially when it's uh, power play as good as Colorado. They haven't been like elite elite this season, but they've been very good. 23% so far this season more than good enough for me. So I'm hoping the wild are taking penalties. I'm playing a bunch of Makar. Uh, and then I like your sneaky play with uh, Byram with the expensive Colorado one. Let's go to Winnipeg and Edmonton three implied total for the jets 3.4 for the Oilers, Brassois, Koskinen, these teams both on a back to back. You can take this game wherever you'd like. We've got about four minutes left to cover these last two. Yeah, I'll just say with Edmonton back to their old lines with Puliyarvi and Nugent Hopkins on the top line and then Dreisaitl, Cahoon, Yamamoto on the second line, that puts me on Winnipeg 2 a little bit here tonight. Um, Winnipeg 2 has actually looked fine um, since being put together. Uh, I thought that they might have uh, some troubles defensively, um, and they're a little bit worse than league average defensively, but they are they are wonderful, like two standard deviations above average offensively by expected goals for and that uh, Winnipeg second and, and the Edmonton second and third lines just aren't good defensively. So 
like I know people want to stack like the power play guys and all that from from Winnipeg, but I honestly think um, if you're stacking from the Jets, that the second line makes a lot of sense here tonight going into Edmonton. But like I'm not super high on Winnipeg in general. They just came off a pretty like grueling series uh, against Montreal, three games, all one goal games, um, and they just had to travel. Uh, from Winnipeg to Edmonton overnight. Um, that's about the distance. I checked this morning. It's about for our American views. It's about the distance from Houston, from New Orleans to Miami um, is about the distance. They had to fly last night and then they have to play again tonight. So, and like with Laurent Brassois starting and not Connor Hellebuck, like I think it definitely makes it uh, in Edmonton slate. And the thing is like Edmonton put up such a beat down on, on Calgary last night. They didn't have to play McDavid and Dreisaitl the 23, 24 minutes they normally do. They only played like 17 or 18 minutes last night each. So it's not like McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to be super tired from a grueling game. Um, you know, Ed, Winnipeg might be. So for me, it's all about Edmonton one, Edmonton power play, and I'm going to have a little bit of Winnipeg two. Yep, don't have a ton to add. I've got Edmonton one slash power play circled on my little notes here, and I've got Winnipeg two circled. So on the same page, uh, I am right there with you, Nurse Tyson Berry. However you want to uh, allocate your exposures to those guys, it looks like their ownership uh, looks reasonable on both. But uh, I would only include Tyson Berry in Edmonton one stacks. I wouldn't necessarily have that rule with Darnell Nurse. I think you can get there as a one-off. For 6100 last game of the night and then we'll quick get to our hat trick picks so if you got one feel free to blurt it out but we'll go to arizona and anaheim 2.6 applied total for the yotes 2.8 for the ducks aiden hill confirmed ryan miller pretty much confirmed the lines are not confirmed but we think we know that zegris henrik and troy terry are going to be together outside of that good luck uh deciphering what's going to happen in this game and it's the last one of the night so what do you got here yeah, that's the worst part is that every single game will have started by the time this game comes around, right? So when you're on the 10-game slate, nine games are gone by the time this comes around. I'm just pretty much out on almost everything. I do have some Schmaltz, Keller, Chikrin, three-mans because I, I don't think Anaheim, they've looked a bit better, but I think it's a little bit of a mirage. I think it's a little bit of a percentage fender. Uh, so Schmaltz and Keller have been staying together uh, relatively consistently. So I'm going to put the two of them with Chikrin. Uh, and assume that they play together and take advantage of what should be some good matchups from either the first or second line from Anaheim. All right. Think about your hat trick pick really quick. Uh, Clayton, $5 super chat. Thank you so much, Clayton. As always, he says, is it questionable to one off a high owned player? I think no, as long as that player is a player that can score multiple goals. So Pasternak and Ovechkin, those guys are always going to be high owned, but I have no issue with that, especially on a 10 game slate. Like no one's going to be above like 20, 25%. Um, I just want it to be a guy that is a high volume shooter. Hat trick pick. Braden point. All right. I got uh, Alexander Barkov. There you go. Go check out Jock Market. We've got a show at 7 p.m. Eastern coming on right after the NBA guys get done with their stuff. Go check that out. We've got a $100 giveaway. Thank you to Jock Market for sponsoring. And uh, we'll see you guys in 24 hours. <laughs>